Hi, this is France Joshua Merida, and welcome to On Point the Podcast, where I invite guests that will allow you to be inspired, informed, and updated with all the issues. So join me as I have my conversations with them on point. Welcome to another episode of On Point the Podcast. And uh, this one is going to be a different uh, approach from all the episodes that we have in the past. Because uh, for this episode, I'm just going to do it alone. And I'm just going to share my thoughts on... uh, particular issues in our uh, political landscape this past few weeks. No, especially uh, on Monday, uh, President Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. will have his uh, first ever State of the Nation address. So, uh, I prepared various issues that I wanted to kumbaga unpack and share my thoughts about it and uh, in the hope that uh, we would be able to contribute to the discourse. So, um, first thing, I just wanted to react no, on the uh, possible charter change. Uh, I remember this issue was uh, floated weeks after the inauguration of uh, President Bongbong Marcos Jr., there was this one congressman. I don't know his name and from he- from where he is from. Uh, but I remember, or one, one thing that struck me was that uh, in his proposed bill, uh, parang magkakaroon ata ng five-year yung president and vice president but they are allowed for re-election so 10 years in total dahil daw for the reason that um, masyado daw maikli yung six-year full term without re-election um my thoughts on this is this, no? Uh, siguro um, may magsasabi na yes, panahon na talaga na buksan yung atin hong constitution because uh, kumbaga 36, 37 years ago uh, may magsasabi na dapat nang buksan dahil matanda na it might uh, hindi na yata ito nakakakater sa needs noong ating mga problemang kinakaharap ngayon. But what what uh, what makes me sad is that that early or parang kasi itong itong usapin ng charter change is this was already offered three times in in our in our politics, no? First, this was offered during the time of uh, Fidel Ramos 
one year before his term end before his term will end no actually um during that time parang it it caused a lot of commotion because parang bakit ba naman niya inoffer ito that considering isang taon na lang at bababa na siya sa pwesto no it it didn't uh prosper it didn't materialize second it was offered during the term of president uh Joseph Estrada but uh with a different name uh constitutional correction no and third it was offered was during the time of then uh president Gloria Macapagal Arroyo to really change the form of government from unitary to federalism i mean uh this was offered third time and in those times hindi siya nagsasucceed because i guess and i believe no hindi kasi uh, pinapaintindi ng ating government kung bakit kung bakit gagawin kung ano ang maitutulong nito sa publiko at sa mga Pilipino and to be very honest with you about this is that palagi itong ino-offer na i-open because of our economic provisions na mas kailangan daw open yung ating economy to foreign investors no uh, but but the real thing is that ginagamit lang nilang alibay ang pag-o-open di umano ng mga uh, economic provisions natin just to go down the line of on term limits uh, yeah hindi talaga nila sinasabi kaagad agad kung ano yung dahilan kung anong what's in it for the Filipino kung magkakaroon ng charter change di ba and for this for this time during kay Marcos what's sad what's really sad kung anong nakakalungkot dito is that masyadong maaga and sabihin ibig sabihin is masyadong maaga para tutukan yang uh, charter change no considering we are in a health crisis we are in a kumbaga our agriculture sector is suffering I mean, we have an energy crisis napakaaga and the approach was really, you know, directed to the term limits. Kumbaga, my suggestion is that sana ano, sana uh, ano muna, parang para mas maintindihan siguro ng mga Pilipino, it would be nice if magkaroon ng you know, parang awareness drive, information drive, kung ano ang maitutulong nito sa mga Pilipino, especially the average Filipino citizen. No, kasi maganda eh, kasi uh, kumbaga, ma- mawawala yung kanilang agam-agam, mawawala yung kanilang takot na na, you know, to resist this, 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 uh, uh, chance to really open our um, constitution for for a bit of uh, 
revision uh, parang ano eh parang i-revise ata constitutional uh, parang revise hindi lang amend so ang kaibahan ng amend at saka revise is yung amend is may particular lang na provision na babaguhin but ang revise talaga is there will be a total o- overhaul from unitary to federalism no and siguro magkaroon ng information drive awareness drive yung government and really i hope that the government will really take take it down to the line meaning they they can partner with the uh, integrated bar of the philippines they can also partner with the philippine association of law schools to to conduct no information drives for the filipino kung ano ba talaga yung benefit ano yung advantage nung pag uh, pag uh, pag open ng constitution and number two siguro panahon na rin no dahil napapag-usapan naman yung term limits and all siguro it's nice also to 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 make our uh, provision on self uh, on political dynasty self-executory meaning isusulat na talaga na bawal ang political dynasty and siguro other than that no linawin kung anong consanguinity or or bloodline yung pwede lang at hindi pwede and number three, kakabit non dahil na pag-usapan na natin yung pag-open siguro din lagyan na ng mga mechanism for us to have a genuine uh, political party system because napapag-usapan naman lang yung pagbubukas ng constitution why not maximize it for it to become better stronger and to buffer buffer this uh, dynastic families you know dahil uh, may mga papers na din po kasing nagsasabi na may mga study that a place that is very much dynastic is hindi lumalago. Yes. Mananatili siyang uh, mahirap kung dynastic ang isang lugar. So, why not uh, make it a very fruitful, no? Uh, kung magre-revise man, hindi lang sa term limits ito. Kumbaga, palakasin ng palakasin. Dahil, when we try to open our constitution, wala nang balikan ito. Once uh, this is approved, uh, it we will have hindi yun parang kung inopen natin tapos hindi pala na kumbaga there will be much uh, repercussions to do when we do it so kung ma-open man lang uh, kailangan sagadin na natin yung pag uh, pag uh, pag pre-revise no ng constitution hindi lamang doon sa term limits siguro but to make our uh, uh, political dynasty anti-political dynasty provision self-executory and to partner it with a strong uh, political party system kumbaga institutionalized dahil yun lang at para magawa ito kailangan talaga ng information drive ng awareness uh, kana uh, awareness uh, yun nga awareness kung bakit kailangan bakit nakakabuti ba ito o hindi dahil merong lumabas no na survey 
Kung naaalala ninyo, 2018 of March, uh, may lumabas na survey mula sa Pulse Asia that um, ano 64 64% Mm-mm, 64% ano eh parang oh 64% March 2018 from Pulse Asia survey 64% of Filipinos don't want our constitution to be amended I mean Bago mo magawa lahat ng ito, the, the, the initiative should come from the people. And once they feel that kailangan ng palitan or whatsoever, then go for it. But we, I mean, we just want to be science-based here, of course. No, kailangan manggaling sa Pilipino yung inisyatibo na ito, hindi manggaling sa gobyerno man. Uh, kailangan siguro uh, tignan yung survey na ito kung sino mang kongresista ang mga has na buksan muli no yung ating konstitusyon at you know dahil at the end of the day ang Pilipino ang siyang maaapektuhan so that's what i just wanted to say no that before parang kasi kasi napapag-usapan natin ito napapag-usapan natin sa bahay sa eskwela sa ating mga friends you know um Pero hindi kasi ganit hindi kasi ganito kalalim yung pag pag-uusap. Kumbaga gusto ko lang na mas mapalalim pa na hindi lang natin basta-bastang tanggapin na kung may charter change na panukala, basta-basta na lang tayong umoo. Hindi po kailangan po nating mas palaliman pa yung uh, diskurso, mas palaliman pa yung pag-uusap. kung ano ba talaga yung napailalim pa dito sa charter change na ito ano ba yung motibo no yun ang gusto ko kaya ako gumawa ng episode na to so i think yun lamang po ang aking masasabi sa another charter change proposal kailangan mo nang tignan no kung talagang uh, yan ba ay nararapat na magkaroon ng five years na allowed pa ang re-election so 10 years in total and and to add another point no wala pa naman talagang tayong research na problema yung 6 year fixed term ng isang presidente wala ay ay wala pa akong nakikita although sa local may madami ng research na kung masyadong mukhang masyadong maikli yung 9 years na term ng ating mga local officials and alam natin na kung mas masyadong maliit they will they will just concentrate on you know winning another term rather than concentrate on having a uh, reasonable projects kumbaga sa local yun established na yun may mga study na but in the level of president and vice president i don't think na may pag-aaral na so i hope magkaroon ng pag-aaral at ano no mapakita ito sa mga akademiko, sa mga eksperto at sila yung atin hong magiging deciding factor kung kailangan na ba talagang magkaroon ng five-year term yung presidente at vice president and allowed pa for re-election. Ayun lamang po. Let's go to the second issue. 
dito naman sa ah, sa OVP Satellite Offices. Yes, narinig ko din po ito uh, that uh, Vice President Sara Duterte uh, opened no? six satellite offices around the country to to fasten the services uh, na maibibigay niya. No? But to me, uh, uh, it gives us the, the the notion no that it's good it's good in a sense that yung pag-establish ng satellite offices it's good because it decentralizes power from the Manila Imperial meaning hindi lang nakasentro sa kapangyarihan o hindi lang nakasentro ang kapangyarihan sa sa NCR o sa Manila And that's good to me, no? Parang kung ikaw ay isang ordinaryong Pilipino, you would accept that and say, oh, okay yan. Kasi naman, mapapabilis yung serbisyo and mas mapapalapit yung OVP. But, again, to me, I wanted to go down deeper to details and the discussion. What's uh, what's need what needs to be pointed out here is that uh, yes, it gives us a notion that it decentralizes power from the Manila Imperial. But, ang hindi ninyo alam or ang mas komplikado dito is we must remember that our dear President Sara Duterte meron siyang cabinet position She is the secretary of the Department of Education. Uh, sinasabi nga ng iba, ang DepEd daw is isa sa pinakamalaking bureaucracia na, ng, sa ating lahat ng mga ahensya. No? Meaning, napakalaki nung kanyang dapat nagampanan. So, I'm very sure that uh, 60% of her time, energy, and effort will be directed to the projects, programs uh, of the Department of Education considering na nandito pa tayo ngayon sa pandemic. So, to me, uh, establishing or opening a, a satellite office will do no good. No, no good but uh, just expenses. Kasi, hindi lang naman yan uh, sabihin mo dalawang staff lang naman yan. Expenses pa rin yun. No? Aircon, yung lugar. I mean, sa amin kasi sa political science, that is duplication of office. And once you do that duplication of office, uh, that is tantamount to duplication of expenses or gastos. And sure naman ako na hindi talaga matututukan ni Vice President Sara masyado yung OVP or yung hat niya as Vice President because sure ako na mas tututukan niya yung hat niya as uh, Education Secretary dahil napakalaki ng problema. No? There's an educational gap na, na, na nagaganap. No? So, I think what's good is that 
Uh, siguro mas maigi na lang nagamitin yung mga regional and offices ng DepEd dahil meron naman ang existing mas makakamura ka pa sa building sa staff kung gusto niyang mag-absorb ng staff ng uh, Department of Education mas better rather than um, ano establishing or opening no a satellite office because that will just add up to to the expenses of the government at alam naman natin tight yung ating budget but again uh, she's a friend of the president so I guess magiging madali para sa kanya but if I were the the vice president I think uh, she should just focus more on the education department and kung gusto niya talagang mas mapalapit yung serbisyo nung nung sa mga tao Uh, I think mas mabuting i-focus niya yung kanyang uh, energy, yung kanyang time doon sa education. And kung gusto niya talagang uh, maisingit pa din yung kanyang pagbibigay ng assistance or kahit na anuman, she could just uh, use the satellite offices na nandoon na sa dep na, na available na no sa ating mga regional offices dahil ano naman ano na naman yun eh uh, it uh it causes savings already and it's already there wala ka nang kumbaga sa tauhan ka na lang mamumroblema hindi ka magse-start from scratch so yun lang i guess i just wanted to point it out na wala kasi masyadong nagdi-discuss ng duplication of office what's the implication of this kumbaga again tatanggapin lang yun ng ordinaryong pilipino na ah, maganda siya it uh it uh, bridges the services of the OVP and of Vice President Sara Duterte but, but the reality is not because one of the biggest agency that we have here is the Department of Education and health crisis pa and they're planning to go back to face-to-face so I guess she wouldn't be that hands-on sa kanyang pag, pag uh, OV oh, pag uh, Vice President rather than uh, I I believe that she would be more hands-on or more uh, visible on the Department of Education. So, yun lang. And number three issue with still relates to uh, the Vice President. No? Number three is the uh, hindi na required yung uniform sa school year 2022 and 2023. My take on that is this. Ako talaga, I mean, hindi ko maintindihan yung logic, but I'm sure uh, Vice President Sarah has a better logic for this. No? But although my take on my take on this issue is parang sa akin kasi, when you do not require the uniform, parang it doesn't parang wala siyang maitutulong eh that that really big kung gusto mo talaga siyang ano kung gusto mong talagang makatulong wala siyang masyadong impact doon sa bayarin because number one, kung wala kang uniform siguro i i think no i believe na parang mas mapapabili pa yung magulang ng mas madaming pairs of shirt or shorts na ititerno doon sa shirt di ba kasi yung uniform 
ano na siya eh, parang presentable na siya agad kung may event yung bata, pwedeng mag-uniform na lang. Hindi ka na ma- hindi ka na mawo-worry kung uh, kailangan mo pa ng presentableng damit. Kumbaga, kung wala kasing uniform, parang ayaw naman ng isang magulang, di ba, na nag-uulit nung damit yung kanyang mga anak. So, uh, parang kumbaga kumbaga not requiring uniforms, mas mapapabili pa yung magulang ng mga other shirts and shorts or terno nung shirt no, na it doesn't make sense to me. And, num- and to my other point is that ako talaga, I believe that uniforms are identification sa bata kung saan siya nag-aaral or kung you know, may instances na may accident mas mas nadadali mas mas nadadalian tayong mag-identify kung saan university or college siya belong or institution siya belong so sa akin yun yung gamit ng isang uniform identification then number two, we are ano we are teaching them to have discipline na talagang to be tidy to be you know discipline na magsuot ng tamang kasuotan sa kung anumang lugar and akin talaga is ang tamang kasuotan para sa eskwelahan ay ang uniform and number three parang feeling ko eh ano siya um ano siya yeah discipline uh, ano siya it sets it sets that sh- the, the the student apart from other students of course identification discipline i do not see the logic at all na tanggalin pa yung uniform and magkano lang naman yung isang set ng uniform and to me kung nagawa nila yung libreng ano, tertiary education program Siguro maari naman nilang bigyan ng at least to the very least, no? Two sets of uniform. Sa akin lang, it doesn't it doesn't make any impact na tanggalin yung uniform. To me, para mas makatulong sa mga bata, uh, I think the education department should focus on uh, having guidelines doon sa face-to-face. Kumbaga, ano yung mangyayari pag pumasok na yung bata? Will there be health protocols? Will there be um, health professionals in the school? Kumbaga, doon tayo sa sistema tumutok. Dahil kung itong non-requirement of uniforms lang yung ating tutukan, it will just be a solution of the very enormous problem in the education sector. Kumbaga, kung ako sa kanila, they should just focus again their energy, their resources doon sa pag-craft noong safe, uh, safe uh, healthy protocols once uh, face-to-face is being implemented. Yes. And kumbaga pag-usapan din yung kakulangan ng classroom. Yeah. Kakulangan ng classroom and eventually yung posibleng kakulangan ng teachers dahil 
may ibang schools naman na magme-makeshift no, or dalawang klase or salitan sa pagpasok. I mean, go directly to the problem. Go directly to the roots of the problem and not sanay kasi tayo dito sa band-aid solution. And we think that the non-requirement the non-requirement the non- the or the non-requiring of uniforms will just Ha, although it will have an impact, but mas mafi-feel mo yung impact kapag doon ka mismo sa problema tumutok. And, you know, those are the problems na kailangan tutukan. Ano ba yung roadmap once pumasok na yung bata? Uh, kung magka-COVID yung bata, saan dadalhin? Paano siya? Uh, will that student uh, proceed muna sa module or online muna ganyan a road mapping kung kumbaga bigyan mo kami ng structure na mabuti wag lang sa non-requirement ng uniform masyadong mag-focus then the, the next issue is eto number 5 bago to uh, Senator Robin Padilla wants to kumbaga there will be a translation available in Tagalog and other dialects no, for uh, for court decisions or for the documents in courts. Um, again, to me, this is a band-aid solution or this is a band-aid proposal. I don't know what what the logic he, ha- he have here. Kumbaga, I don't really understand kung ano yung ano yung motibo niya dito sa pag-suggest no ng uh, although it's good no but to me um sig ang hindi ang proposal niya kasi is all so kumbaga from all the court's decision will be uh, available or parang translated in Tagalog or other dialects to me uh, this seems to be problematic because I know for a fact that merong mga ibang dialect na walang direct translation kung ano talaga ito like for example walang direct translation from English to Tagalog so baka maiba yung ibig sabihin ng ating laws kapag ganon kung lahat kung lahat ang ang kakatakot ko lang is we might not have a universal interpretation of our laws and medyo doon yung problema ko although i'm open kumbaga pwede naman siya na yung dispositive portion or dispositive portion or yung uh, sa tagalog is yan yung ano eh, yun yung pagbasa or yan yung sentence ng korte yan yung yan yung sentence ng korte yung dispositive portion yun lang siguro dapat yung may translation available sa kahit na anong dialect and as far as i'm concerned you can request that the dispositive portion lang uh, kung ilan yung sentensya hanggang kailan ganyan although for you to suggest na lahat nung uh, court decisions ay gawing Tagalog, to me, that's a uh, 
problematic no dahil again wa- i do not know if there is a kumbaga diretsong translation from English to Tagalog, English to Cebuano. Ang kinakatakot ko lang is that we might not have a universal interpretation of loss anymore kung gagawin niya yan. But to me, uh, this needs to be looked into. Dahil, uh, alam mo naman na popular si Mr. Robin and kumbaga, it, it, yan yung sakit dito sa ating politika. No? Kung popular ka, madali mong uh, maisasama yung inyong mga kaanib sa Senado na suportahan yung panukala mo na yan. So, to me, uh, Mr. Uh, Senator Robin Padilla should uh, look into this or pwede din naman na ibang programa na lang. No? Uh, lalong-lalo na ho sa atin hong mga uh, kumbaga yung decongestion ng ating mga preso. Yun. Pwede yun. No? Yun yung mas tutukan ng pansin kaysa sa pagtatranslate. Although, uh, maganda yung kanyang logic, no? But that that to me is kailangan tingnan kasi, yun nga, wala akong nakikitang direct translation English from English to other dialects. Baka magkaiba-iba lang nung uh, interpretation natin or appreciation natin sa loss kung magkaganon. So, the last issue that I want to talk about is my expectation no, sa SONA sa first State of the Nation address ni uh, President Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. Uh, to me, first is that sana, ano, uh, ano pala, um, Bakit, simulan muna natin na bakit importante yung SONA? Bakit tayo kailangan makinig sa SONA? Lalong-lalo na yung mga ordinaryong Pilipino. Dahil, para this is for us, this is directed to us in a sense that dito niya sasabihin kung ano yung vision niya para sa Pilipinas. kung ano yung gusto niyang mangyari six years after his term. No? Dito niya masasabi kung anong plano niya sa COVID, sa education. Dito niya masasabi kaya kailangan nating pakinggan to kasi ano eh, pag napakinggan natin to, may pagkakataon tayong maningil sa kanya if and when hindi niya ito uh, magawa or medyo hindi niya ito nabigyan ng pansin. Dahil ito ang ang pakikinig sa ating mga politiko, lalo na itong sa SONA. Ito ang isang facet ng ating uh, pagiging Pilipino. Hindi lamang po natatapos ang ating trabaho sa pagboto, kung hindi marami pa. At isa doon ay pakikinig sa mga talumpating mga ganito. Dahil kung alam natin kung ano yung sasabihin ng ating mahal na Pangulo, may chance tayong makapaningil sa kanya kung hindi man niya ito magawa or if he if and when he is underperforming or underdelivered and sana gawin talaga natin ito hindi ko sinasabing pag underperform or underdelivered we go directly to the streets although 
that can be our last resort pero we can at least air out our ano our grievances kung meron man no, through social media through our friends or we can write to our public officials directly kahit dahil may mga available naman no ng kanilang mga email address sa Malacañang for sure there will be available sa Senate of the Philippines there will be available and kung totoo talaga silang public official uh, they will they will gladly appreciate whatever feedback that we have because ano eh uh, my feedback mechanism talaga ang demokrasya and that's the essence of our democracy so kailangan nating makinig dahil ito na yung pagkakataon niya para uh, sabihin sa atin ng mas detalyado mas puno ng specifics kumbaga hindi lang katulad nung inaugural address niya na mother statements or parang too general this time sa Sona I expect more specifics more uh, laying down of the roadmap uh, specifically for education for health for COVID-19 response and agriculture uh, dahil sa tingin ko ito ay kumbaga importante para ma-revamp natin yung ating economy no itong mga usapin na ito lalong-lalo na sa uh, post-pandemic plan ng President Marcos I mean post-pandemic plan for example are we what are we going to do sa mga hindi pa din nagpapabakuna what are we going to do to fasten our uh, vaccination efforts no and what are we going to do dahil may mga na-expire na na mga vaccines daw and how do we encourage people to to get their boosters no dahil may naririnig tayong mga story na bumabab or mababa pa rin yung ating hong uh, inoculation for boosters paano natin sila madadala doon sa sa diskurso na nakakatulong o makakabuti sa mga Pilipino kung may booster hindi ba and sa education more specific on the roadmap sa face to face no the implementation again sabi ko nga kanina what will be the plans pagpasok ng mga bata uh, are we going to have hand washing area i mean kailangan ba ng teachers are fully vaccinated even boosted uh, are we going to require the children to have their booster kung pwede na during the face to face or if in case magka positive yung children is the school reliable na parang ganun parang i want Uh, laying down of road mapping i understand i i uh, i some i somehow understand during the inauguration that was like parang general statement dahil that was setting the tone but this time parang uh, he is already given the the leeway kumbaga bago pa naman siya bago pa naman so at least siguro mas more detailed no mas more detailed and sana delivered in Filipino no dahil again uh, this is directed for to uh, this is directed to the Filipino people and for the consumption of uh, the Filipinos it should be 
I mean, delivered in Filipino. But I know for a fact that uh, President Bongbong Marcos Jr. is more comfortable uh, when he delivers his speech in English. But sana he will ano, make an effort to deliver it in Filipino dahil hindi naman ito directed sa ating mga foreign delegates. No? And foreign delegates can can uh, have their translator and I'm sure sa team naman ni uh, President Marcos, there will be a great translators no, na available. So, sana delivered in Filipino. Sana kung maikli. No? Maikli in a sense like wag naman three hours. Like, and sana talagang tutukan yung mga uh, agencies na ano, na vital sa ngayon. Although, I do not expect that all agencies will be covered, but yun lang mga priority programs, uh, road mapping, and kumbaga, ang SONA naman kasi uh, more than its repertorial in nature, kumbaga, dyan mo Uh, dyan gagawin ng presidente yung kanyang paghingi ng tulong sa kongreso both in the House and in the Senate to to prioritize his projects. No? So, sana delivered in Filipino. Kung maikli, uh, I'm not saying that 30 minutes, but at least hindi naman 2 hours, 3 hours. And sana talaga directed siya doon sa pagtugon sa mga problema. And sana more specifics dahil uh, nandito na tayo sa execution part wala na tayo doon sa kumbaga wala na tayo doon sa face ng campaign nanalo na siya uh, he has to hit the ground running for the Filipinos and uh, with that very strong mandate of 31 million Filipinos I guess President Marcos will have a very good capital to start to implement whatever programs that he wants to do. Dahil 31 million by your side plus a super majority both in the Senate and the House. I mean, that's amazing. Parang wala nang obstacle. It's just your willpower to do to do to do good no? and to do better. And sana talaga uh, makinig tayo bilang mga Pilipino bilang isang bansang gusto ng pagbabago uh, makinig, makialam at patuloy na makisali sa anumang diskusyon no? at palaging magbantay regardless of kung sino yung binoto mo last election palagi hong magbantay palagi hong palaging mapagbantay palaging Palaging critical. Hindi naman yung critical na parang babanggain mo na lang every move nung presidente no or nung administration. But critical in a sense that huwag sana nating tanggapin dire-diretso yung mga issue na ah okay maganda to. Kumbaga magkaroon tayo ng oras na mag-research, na makinig sa mga eksperto, na makinig sa mga legit na eksperto no sa mga journals, sa mga akademiko, kung ano ba talaga yung implikasyon ng isang programa dahil doon natin malalaman eh, kung ito ba talaga ay 
makakatulong sa atin. And I hope that whatever is discussed here will will have a ripple effect. No, I mean, umabot siya sa mga pamilya, sa kaibigan ninyo. And kung gusto pa ninyo ng mga ganitong diskusyon na mas more intimate, just let me know dahil uh, gagawin natin ito. And again, salamat sa pakikinig at uh, mabuhay ang Pilipinas, mabuhay ang sambayanang Pilipino. that's it for this week's episode of On Point the Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our official social media accounts to keep you updated. This has been Franz Joshua Mirida. Until our next conversation, here on On Point.